0: Welcome to episode number 22 in Podrick the Podcast Exploring the Multiverse, an original podcast series hosted by Incremental. I'm Orr, CEO at Incremental, and your host for this episode. In today's episode, I got to interview Bishoy Basta, chief revenue and business officer at Daily Motion, Vishoy, like myself, is an old-timer and is completely infatuated with the complexities and constant changes in our industry. It was fun speaking with someone who, like me, comes from AdOps, who shares the same passion for solving problems on the go. We had what I would summarize as an optimistic, realistic conversation about the nature and future of our industry. You will probably hear the fact that while this was the first time we met, we connected pretty well. Enjoy this industry and AdOps rules! Hello, Bishoy. Hello, hi. Hey, nice to meet you. Actually, this is the first time we we meet. Yes, yes, first time, and
1: uh, and very happy and excited to be uh, to be on your on your on your podcast.
0: Same here. And I actually, you know, I obviously, I spied you on LinkedIn, and I saw that you and I are <laughs> kind of like uh, old timers in the industry. So it's uh, it's either a surprising we never met, or more likely, we have met in some conference or event, but yes. we didn't actually uh, know uh, one another yet.
1: Yeah, I agree. Most probably, we have uh, <laughs> we have met, we have been together at the same place multiple times. Like that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I always
0: explain to newbies how small this industry actually is.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it is, and I think the 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 you get like when you said like yeah, you we we kind of old the like, old ones in this industry. You get you get to that level pretty quickly, and I believe that because we saw like uh, you can confirm that as well. But because we saw a big transformation with. Programmatic and and uh, ad tech and SSPs, DSPs, DMPs, like a lot of people came into that industry. A lot of innovation, a lot of things, and so you like and things have evolved very quickly as well. So we learned a lot, but it's always kind of the even if there are new companies, new companies every day, it's kind of always the same people, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, I agree.
0: Forward. I agree. You know, I always would tell people like interviewing who don't come from this industry that the only concept you will rely on in the marketing technology space is change.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. If sure. you're looking
0: for like a boring, stable job, this is not for you.
1: No, no. <laughs> and and you have to keep track of what's going on. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. It changes. It, a lot.
1: It's, yeah. It changes a lot and, it, and quickly. Yeah.
0: So, Vishay, uh, please, uh, for the sake of the listeners, uh, give a lengthy introduction. Who are you?
1: So, uh, so I'm Bishoy Basta, and I'm uh, I'm Chief uh, Bus- Business and Revenue Officer at Deli Motion, based in uh, in New York. Um, I've been with the company for more than 14 years uh, at Deli Motion. Uh, it's kind of my first uh, job in an uh, in uh, in the advertising uh, world, actually. Like I, I come from an engineering background, and a, uh and my previous job was like a, I was an infrastructure administrator. So, uh, like to- something totally different. I've always been passionate about like web, the web, and how how does the web kind of keep up? And the reality is, the web keeps up because of monetization and because like you can make money out of the traffic you generate and the audience you generate. And so I I started at Daily Motion. So yeah, more than fourteen years ago, I started in Adops. Like really, when nothing was programmatic, nothing was there was nothing called programmatic. And the and why I liked my job is because I started in Adobe's on video, and 14 years ago, people would like very few people actually two YouTube and DailyMotion would be the only ones that would monetize video, because we were the the, the two biggest uh, the the two biggest, and we are still I think the two biggest uh, uh, video platforms. And so it was very technical at the time. It was Flash, you know, like no HTML5. It was all mm-hmm. Flash, all scripts, and and I loved that like that hacky world in uh, in ad-ops. And so I, I started there and, and moved like step by step. I led all programmatic. I moved to the US uh, and yeah, programmatic became a big thing. And, and we built our own infrastructure, our own ad tech. So really start like I hired a team of engineering, hired, hired also a team of business developers to, to get all the DSPs connected, all the, all the things that... You know, like you you don't see that are in the details about how do you do yield optimization, how do you optimize fill rate, how do you optimize like yeah the DSPs request the everything in the in the weeds that I think and that's why I love this job is you can immediately or very quickly see the benefits and the results of the things you do. And I would say I don't think there's a lot of industries where when you do something uh, uh, like in a sprint or something, or where you try to optimize, or when you even onboard a new partner, that you are capable of seeing the benefits in a day, in a week. And this is what I love, and and this is why I'm still like with motion and what I love this job.
0: Quite interesting. And by the way, I'm also an AdOps like dude. Um, <laughs> and for me, by the <laughs> way, what I loved, like if I could go to any role, I would go back to AdOps. Like basically, if yeah. I go to any role, essentially earning the same, I would go back to Adops. Yes. And For me, kind of like the 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 most impre- like what won me over with Adobes was the the size means the um, the numbers you deal with are every day in the millions, millions of yeah. impressions, yeah. millions of requests. And again, with daily Motion, it's probably billions of okay yeah. requests and and the complexity of it and the change of it. And again, you mentioned Flash and flesh got deprecated, yeah. and then we basically went into a world of initially programmatic first price and then programmatic second price, and actually now back to first price and header (laughs) bidding and like the complexities. And we're gonna basically start going into some of the like hypothetical questions we prepared for this interview. And now we are in another very big transformation, okay? Privacy is pretty much like, I think the label of it, but there is a lot a lot of like details below it, but let's maybe jump into the first question here. we are now looking theoretically into a cookie less world mm-hmm. um, how how do you think this like cookie less world will look like
1: it's a, it's a great question and a, and a, <laughs> we kind of ask ourselves the same question every quarter you know when we try to plan our identity uh, roadmap i would say that i don't know you know i, I don't know how it's how it's going to look like the, and the reason why i don't know is because there's so many so many variables that we don't control and that we don't—I would say—we don't know the—we don't know everything about it. If we take privacy, uh, if you take GDPR for example, like GDPR, it has been uh, like it's a project that started like in Europe, like more I think more than ten years ago, but became concrete, like became something concretely implemented, and like then you had the IAB that created TCF, like it became something very concrete and 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 uh, live, like recently, like few years ago and so we don't know about privacy like yeah privacy you don't really know um what like what will happen what will be the regulations uh which region will regulate like which industry uh we we also we all like we we know gdpr in uh, in europe and then like we have ccpa in california like you see some states are doing something but you you don't really know what will happen tomorrow if they will say that even user browsing data, like if you go on Dailymotion and you watch video one, video two, maybe tomorrow that's not going to be considered anymore as, as, uh, as, uh, as first-party data for me. It might be considered as your data and I wouldn't be able to even use it. So I would say that it's very hard to say like what uh, what the cookie-less world uh, uh, will look like. I talked about regulation, but you can also think about what the users actually think about how his data has to be used in a way. Like the the iPhone and and on all the Apple I would say advertising that they made around privacy, made the users and the and people more aware that yeah they want to protect what they do. When I started in when I started in 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 programmatic, you know my our biggest partner was Criteo. We're also two French companies, so it helps. We were like very we we're neighbors, and 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 I remember how like it was exciting even for users to, to like, they, it was kind of magical. You go on a website, you go on another, like, to buy something, you don't buy it. You go on, like, a newspaper a website and you have the ad exactly of what you were looking for. And people are like, wow, that's magic. Now, the same, like, the same the same scenario that I told you, if you put, if you ask anyone, like, what, what they think about it, they'll be, oh, that's creepy, you know? And so the user sentiment, I would say, have, has changed as well. And you don't know, you don't know, like what will happen with that user sentiment you know like contextual is still something that works i don't think that contextual is the equivalent of a, like is the is is the is going to save the cookieless world like you if you want to buy an audience that you're on board and like on your on your on your dsp and on your dmp and you want to buy that programmatically contextual can help you but it's not going to replace it okay and i believe that i believe that contextual is great and we we do it a lot but it's it's not uh, one to one replacement of of a cookieless or uh, cookieless world. Let me ask you. So, coming
0: from the programmatic space myself as well, I remember you know explaining to people the two hundred millisecond auction basically. Yeah. Do you think we're moving towards a future where essentially you have two hundred millisecond to profile a user and show them the relevant ads?
1: Um, it's a it's a very good question. I think yes. I think yes. Because of the because of the fact that the the users expectation in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, relevancy of the ad is only increasing. You know, like if you want your ad to be seen and to be yeah to be considered by the user, if you are even slower to kind of display it and think a lot about 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 like how how you want to display that ad, you're going to lose the attention of the user. And so I think like being as quick as we are today as an industry to display ads is becoming more and more, I would say, critical. And so I I would say like, yes, it's, we will still need to keep this level. Again, because the, the, the expectations from the users, like they're, they became higher because like technology has advanced. So like you, you, you you can't wait sec, like seconds or even like 500 milliseconds or a second for a page to be displayed, for an ad to be displayed, if an, if the ad takes like one second to be displayed, you wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. And I think that like, we, yes, we have to. We have to way, I, stay relevant I,
0: that. I'm really glad. So you brought an angle that uh, you know, like again, like old timer to old timer. You know, I often like we we put the privacy moves on regulations and so on, but I I actually. You know, sometimes even miss out the sentiment point. What you mentioned earlier again, like more than a decade ago, if as a user we saw ads that kind of like was relevant for us, we were like, "Wow, cool!" High mm-hmm. click-through rate, high engagement rate. Today, as you say, sentiment actually changed. I wonder, kind of like what triggered that.
1: I w- I think that I I have a- I have a-, a very strong opinion about that, and I would say that the the amount of ads that you can see when you browse the web became kind of crazy. It became, you know, we used user experience was like key in all the websites and all the internet, you know, like that was the key thing is like, you have to create the best user experience, the best, you know, like you, the best reading experience, like for a user that comes and read an article and maybe because of the, 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 the scale phase of programmatic and the, 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 the fact that open auction took over and that the CPMs have decreased because of the unlimited inventory that is available. Publishers had, had to figure out a way to generate more revenue and they put more ads. And I would say that our, our industry pushed everything to the limits. You know, like we, mm. the web has became a challenge to browse. You know, when, I don't know if you go on any website for the first time, you have like three banners to click on before, to be able to read the content. And then you have like to, to, to try to find the content between the ads and that was not the case before you know yeah and so yeah, yeah. and i think it's even bad for the web you know like when you look at what GP, chat gpt or even bard is doing if with only like one phrase i can get my answer without without browsing uh, 10 sites or like and clicking on 10 close button before to be able to 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 have the answer to my question then it's going to be a big challenge for the open web like the open web has to find a way that they still be stay relevant to the users when the users have a, an alternative that is kind of first, it's free and very easy to get, to, very easy to use.
0: So, you literally now created a perfect segue into one of the next questions I wanted to ask. What is subscription essentially replaces ad fuel? So, uh, you know, like, I don't know, a Google will basically now offer you like ads free Google subscription. Yeah. Um, any video platform will literally offer you, some already do. Subscription, it's yeah. free. Um, what if essentially that becomes kind of like a fork ahead of users?
1: Yeah, I it's it's I think it's a possibility. It it's a it's definitely a, a, an option where you would have like yeah an ad based experience and a and a subscription based experience. The the question become, who is going to be the subscription uh, provider? You know, you as a publisher, are you capable, technologically speaking? to build your subscription platform and to be able to generate margin on that, on those users that will not be advertised or will not be addressed with advertising, or is it going to be a Google an Apple, a big one that is, you're going to leverage to do so. And if that's the case, are you going to be dependent on a big part of your business again, after you already were dependent on the advertising side to one of the big, one of the big guys that tomorrow, or today might give you 70, 80% of the subscription and tomorrow might give you only fifty percent. And what do you do? And then you like publishers become again locked into that thing where like they, they always try to yeah, to maximize based on maximize revenue based on like criteria and and, and an ecosystem that they don't really control. I think that's the that's the challenge with, with subscription. You know, in, I wonder in if- Europe, yeah.
0: I wonder if that becomes, again, so today, of course, like when it comes to monetization, ads monetization, it's no longer as straightforward as just putting a tag and see, showing some yeah. ads. It's you have header bidding, um, you have PMPs, you have uh, first price, second price, uh, you have the waterfall, uh, you have um, direct deals. I wonder if essentially like when we look into a future where users might choose subscription, if even there, it basically will do maybe testing price gouging for subscriptions. Some users will see this, some, some users will see that. You're essentially going to profile a user and for some users you're going to show 3 bucks a month, for another users you're going to show 8 bucks a month. And essentially you're going to maximize your like subscription revenues by doing almost the same complexities we have gotten to when it comes to monetization with the right, same uh, logic.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's something that that could happen. I think it's something that could happen. The, the you know the, the the challenge would be like, would you be would you accept as a user to pay more than the a user that do, does the same like you like if I if I have a Netflix uh, subscription and I pay twenty and you only pay five like wh- how how can I accept that like that's the that's the challenge I would say you know like compared to ad tech where you optimize floors based on the you optimize floors and pricing based on also the quality of the inventory. Or you base that on the on the content that is being watched or being read, like I would say that when it's the user's money, it's a little bit different because like why should I pay X and and you pay uh, something different?
0: What would it do actually to the ad based inventory? Because who are the users who will pay for the subscription and who are the users who would be monetizing with ads?
1: Yeah. I but look at you can we can look at what like YouTube Red or YouTube Premium I think it's called now and, and we can look at Netflix the the Avod offer it's uh, you, I would say that it's you still have like two type as you said at the beginning you have two types of people people that will accept ads and people that will live with ads and it's kind of part of the it's part of the the normal the normal way of consuming contents and you have people who are ready to to pay to to not you have ads and to not be exposed to ads because they don't believe that so they this will be relevant to them or this will like help them in 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 making out say their even their life easier or better and and you will have that split and that's it you will have that split that you have an but audience think... on ads and you have an audience like that is uh, that is subscription based and and deal But with you it. think it would
0: be that like black and white so I don't know take you and I like I can probably afford a bunch of subscriptions but I don't I don't have like 30 subscriptions to 30 content providers I have a few subscription and for some i'm willing to see ads because i don't want to be bothered with another subscription yeah and the question is again do you th- so um would you say that again we're talking about like two personas here the like subscriber and the ads free or yeah. do you think it's going to be a lot more complex than that again some users will start to some and not and then as basically a publisher monetizing you need to start understanding what is this user subscribing to what is this user not subscribing to what like persona can i infer from that information
1: yes so yeah i think we will have that we will have that separation of like i think it will be kind of black and white that's that that's my opinion on in terms of in terms of user user base and 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 i would i can even say the, the black and white separation would be based on how how Close are you to the platform or to the brand or to the, the, yeah, to the platform and the brand that you're using. If you're using it a lot, if you really want to do more with it, then you will be like, by default, I would say open on, to go to the subscribe subscription based model. If you're like enjoying it, but like you can enjoy other platforms and you randomly watch video uh, videos from it, then yeah, you will be open to an ad based, to an ad based model and you wouldn't even consider a subscription a subscription based model like I, manage- I i strongly i strongly believe in that and and we apply the same mechanism on advertising we have our core on, on advertising but also on how we manage our users and our audience we have our core users we know how they behave and we try to even leverage our non core our non like uh, sticky audience to become sticky by learning how the sticky audience and the loyal audience behaves on the platform and so i believe like yeah Platforms will kind of do the kind of do the same, and when I even look at what, for example, if you look at YouTube and what they're doing, they're pushing more and more. If you read in the press uh, what or in the trades what like what is being said, they're pushing more and more advertising so they can convert, you know, like mm. audience to an ad. I know, <laughs> I, know uh, I know your users
0: enough to subscribe.
1: But they have the two solutions. They have a very great ad solution and they have a very great subscription. A model. I don't think all publishers are at the same level. Like you know, maybe and maybe that's the problem of the open web. Like back to my point is, you're annoying users. They're you're you're gonna lose them, and and they have better alternatives that do not annoy them. Like how how as a publisher, knowing also the if you take 2023, how it's a complex year in terms of monetization. How do you sustain that? How do you sustain that 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 ecosystem? That also is becoming more and more complex to to monetize and to optimize
0: than before. Let's continue with the complexities route, maybe for probably last question due to time. But, you know, so you mentioned today that one of the biggest challenges is that often these like advertising companies at the end are also owning the platforms. Like right? yeah. let's face it, Chrome is it's a Google project. What if we go for the absolute extreme and user identification just completely gets banned?
1: Yeah. And I think the user that that would be an option or something that could happen if, like, the regulation actually told tells the platform don't do it. And I think what will happen is the users themselves will install more ad blockers. Will figure out ways to to just stop the the craziness that we could see sometimes on the web today. Like I think that this the the industry has to self regulate itself and do better. And initiatives like I I'm a big fan of the initiative and the 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 concept and and the project of scope three, you know, today more and more ad tech complexity and costs and carbon emissions means more revenue. Like that's the reality. Okay. Like yeah. the more we plug and I, 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 we laugh about that every day. We, we like, we laugh, I mean, we, we, how absurd it, it is that today we try, like we had an, a, a very optimized strategy about, Let's limit the amount of of providers we work with or or demand partners we work with or sell site SSPs we work with. And we changed that strategy. We included more and more bidders and connectors and everything. We made more revenue. By selling the inventory, the same inventory to the same people multiple times, you make make more revenue. And that's, for me, is absurd, you know? But I am, as a publisher and as a business owner, I, I need to maximize my revenue. And so I I, I like a, an initiative like Scope Three that tries to self-regulate the inventory by saying no something that doesn't make sense from a a, a functional way should not generate more revenue you know and that's, and now with the climate like uh, 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 urgency we should like change that because like it, it has an impact that's gonna that's gonna last for people for like longer than the the the, the, the our lives.
0: You know, um, it's it, it's it's crazy because I, I have um like I speak a lot with DSPs as well, and on, actually on this podcast a couple of weeks ago also we had um, um Tim Koshela is CEO and co-founder of Kaizen, which is a DSP like for mobile. These guys see like I think like a trillion ad requests today, okay? And the, and he says it's like obviously it's like a duplicate, duplicate, duplicate yeah. from the same SSP. I will get the same ad request for the same user for the same millisecond multiple times. Yeah. It's an extremely inefficient system when you think about it,
1: but for the publisher that does it, it's he does. I'm sure if he's doing it, he's making more. Like there's a reason why he's doing it is because he's generating more revenue. So, like that's I think what has to to stop and has to, we have to get better into that. You know, like we have to improve the way we do things, and that's why I think the industry has to self-regulate. Like SSPs, DSPs, publishers, we need to say, okay. If I stop sending five times or ten times the same inventory opportunity to you, like how can we make sure that you maybe we have a direct connection? Maybe how can I create a PMP as you say? How can I? What do you need as as signals to better buy my inventory? But again, that's not the way it is today. And I think if in a cookie in a cookie world, you know, like if there is no more cookie less world tomorrow, in a cookie world, we would have to do that. Or the I believe the the. Ad blockers will become more and more, more and more available and more and, and wide, wide, yeah, more and more used by users. Maybe a new browser will just like launch that is maybe not owned by a, a Google or, or, or an Apple, and a new browser that is free of ads will launch and will take over like Chrome and, and Safari. Like I believe that we could get to this world, even if Chrome tomorrow, <clears throat> we could get to this world, even if Chrome tomorrow doesn't block
0: cookies. By the way, let's uh, maybe yeah, try to finish with, let's see if it's optimistic or pessimistic, but do um, you think the future is less complex eventually or more complex? Hmm.
1: More complex. Because it will take time. It will take time. It will take time, and each step and each new thing adds adds complexity
0: by the way, so I think here we' different so like twenty something years in the industry, and I'm still optimistic that eventually it will all make sense, and that's kind of like my adopts uh, wishful thinking like if I just manage to do one more thing, everything will make sense in the numbers. <laughs> it never does uh, ever I, ever I, I hope so, but I, listen <laughs> I,
1: I I take the example of when my boss would ask me five years ago, why is the sell-through rate low? You're like, why are the sell-through rate has decreased? Or why did the revenue decrease? I think it was kind of easier 10 years ago to explain it. And even five years ago to explain it. Try to explain it today. Yeah. But because, you yeah. know, like user consent has decreased. So I, uh, there, it, there's so many things that and I think that's like maybe that's our Adam's background that talks here, but we know, we know how the details work. Um, you know, we're talking about GDPR and TCF. When, when the GDPR has been released in Europe, there was no TCF. You know, Dailymotion is, an, is a player that is embedded on third-party websites as well. Yeah. How do you collect consent on a video player when, like, yeah. a lot of details like that that have evolved today, like, today a video player can, cons- can collect consent from the page, like, things have been, like, streamlined, but still, tomorrow you will have new technologies, you will have maybe a cookie-less world, How do you still address some audience without cookies, but that's going to introduce a new complexity. So I use that example like, yeah, if today I have to explain why the revenue has increased or decreased, I think I will need way more time than if you would have asked me that question like as my boss, if you're my boss, if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I would be like, yeah, one, two, three. Today it's like one, but one is connected to two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, and and 17 is related to France, but uh, number 24 is related to California and now there is a Texas law. And yeah, but by the way, this is why our industry keeps growing and hiring very, very smart people because it's very complex. Yes, I agree on that.
1: I agree on that. And it's always challenging, you know, like, and I think now with all the changes that have happened, we all like aim to do better for the brands that work with us, for our clients and for our users. Like there's a better balance as well that i think is i think is more is healthier you know like we know that a, a user is rare and has to be protected to be to grow the business overall we know that a brand has to uh, like you have to serve a brand correctly you have to give them quality content you have to really be close to them to understand what they want and, and how you can like answer their prop, like their needs and like that's better for the industry and for the brand because the 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 brand will be successful with you so they will reinvest with you because like they're making more money overall. So I think we are getting to a healthier ecosystem, but still we have some, some steps in front of us to do.
0: So that's uh, finishing off with some optimistic terms. So, uh, yeah. Bishoy, th- <laughs> thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank and you. Thank you, Mauro. Same here. Yeah. And always fun to speak with a fellow AdOps person.
1: Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, I love
0: it. Cool. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.